This is the Great Escape Podcast, episode 14. We are go for liftoff in T minus 30. All systems are And today I'm talking to Angela Marshall. I'm going to introduce her in her own words. She said that she resigned from 20 years in the corporate world to embrace the purpose that has pursued her throughout her life. You know what, Angela, that's a hell of an intro. Tell us about Drop the mic. Drop the mic, yeah. Tell us about your life before you made that change. So I will say this, um, coming from a former NFL uh, wife background, I was a housewife steward until I was forced, um, well, not going to say forced, until I made a couple of changes in my life and needed um, money basically to take care of myself and my children. And I went into the corporate world around 1999. So I was a documentation specialist for this pharmaceutical company. And I actually had several promotion and progression steps during that time because I worked for them, worked with them from 1999 to 2016. So I stayed with them, uh, you know, the duration, even though the company kind of changed guards, it was Monsanto and then it changed over to Alenco, you know, a division of Eli Lilly. But basically, I, you know, was having I had a pretty good life uh, during that corporate lifetime. The money was amazing. The benefits were great. Um, and then I learned a lot. And then I, I, I think that next that particular stage in my life set the tone for me understanding my true riches in life. So, you know, just being able to, I guess, um, you know, um, interact with people of all backgrounds, diverse backgrounds. It was an amazing, amazing journey for me. However, I still never felt fulfilled. Like even though I was going to work, I was doing 12 hour shifts, rotating shift work. I was getting great pay, great benefits. It still was like this void, like this heavy, heavy void where I was not, you know, in the words of Les Brown and some of the other motivational speakers, I was not, um, you know, excited about that alarm clock going off in the morning. I still would just hit snooze, hit snooze, hit snooze, or be like, ah, grunting, you know, trying to get to work and everything. But it just, you know, now the career path that I've chosen now, the purpose that I'm walking in now, there is no alarm clock. And I'm up like 5 a.m., like clockwork. And I'm excited. I'm passionate about what I do. So um, to answer your question, as far as like when the paradigm shift uh, occurred, after I had a conversation with uh, my mom, who eventually died of, of cervical cancer, I just decided in 20, that conversation was 2013. And in 2014, it's like I looked at myself in the mirror. I was tired of myself. I was tired of letting myself down. I was tired of not walking in my position, walking in my purpose, walking in my power. And I just decided no more. This is it. I've got to make some changes. And then I started the preparation and planning to leave corporate America. So that was 2014. It took me about 20 to obviously to 2016 to complete that shift um, because, you know, fear sets in, doubt sets in and you get a little antsy and then bills. I'm like, OK, <laughs> will I still be able to, you know, take care of my bills and do everything that I need to do? But once I left and on March, uh, March 16th, uh, March 19th, March 16th of 2016, I have no regrets. Now, I've had some anxiety, <laughs> sure, because, you know, entrepreneurship, uh, building your own brand and business is very can be intimidating, but I will say that, you know, my circle, my links, just um, my supporters and just my own inner strength, finding my own inner strength. I'm like, hey, 
no turning back. We, we only got, we got blinders on and we're only pressing forward. You decided that something had to change and you, you talked a bit about sort of taking two years to do the, the planning for that. But also, was there that sense for a lot of that time, can I actually do this? You, you talked about fear. Yes, that is correct. So, you know, I had, um, I, I, I think typically or genetically, I am kind of a, I'm not going to say a worry wart, <laughs> but I do consider, I'm concerned about a lot of stuff. Like I'm an overanalyzer. I think a lot. And so once I just kind of put that in the back burner and I was like, you know what? Be quiet. Like I literally was looking in the mirror and talking to myself and I was like, be quiet. You can do this. Other people have done it before you. Other people will do it after you. Why not you? You know, you can take the actionable steps, everything that needs to be done to bring forth and to birth everything that's in you that needs to get out that can help and impact lives, you know, where you can just be in service to others. So, yeah, it was. Um, and I will admit, I still have to do that from time to time. I still have to get really firm with myself, firm and focused with myself. But, you know, those times come um, far and few now, I guess, because, you know, when you own who you are and you know who you are, it's like you can look at yourself <laughs> even in those little moments <laughs> of doubt and fear and say, cool it, you know, or quiet down. You got this. Don't why are you even, you know, shaking in your boots thinking that this isn't going to work out or because somebody sent you a rejection email or somebody said no or somebody, you know, said something a little negative about you and your brand and your platform. Because my platform, I get it. It 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 could take the I guess um you know it could mean to some people that it's a little shallow and a little vain like maybe the things that I, I speak about um would not have any substance but that's when you really have to listen you have to do your research and you have to you know whether it's buy the book download the book or have me speak and then you understand why my platform is you know definitely so powerful and, and so dynamic now did that idea of of what you were going to build when did that first start coming together in your head and how long did that process take? Oh, okay. So I have actually been journaling about my life um, for a long, a very, very, very long time. I had a very good girlfriend slash coworker of mine. I would let her read my journals from time to time about my life. And she um, would always say, Angela, why are you here? This is when I was still in the corporate world. She would say, Angela, why are you here? Like your story needs to be out like you need to be writing books. You're so good with words. And then not only that, um, being able to inspire and just impact people's lives and give them a positive outlook on things. I've always been able to do that. I just didn't know that I could get paid doing it. <laughs> so, um, so from that perspective, I just, you know, once uh, 2014, once I started kind of figuring out or, or trying to figure out what really warmed my heart and what I truly, truly was passionate about, then I started, you know, uh, writing my plans down as far as, okay, I believe I can publish a an autobiography of my life because I was tired of people assessing what they thought my life was like. Um, I wanted to tell my story, my way, my truth. And I said, well, I believe I can be a published author. So I started um, like I created an email address that has AM bestseller in it. I started doing all my profile names on different social media, media outlets, bestseller, bestseller, bestseller. So I started doing that um, 
and and I was like, okay, I believe I could be a published author. And then once I put the, you know, published the book and people started buying it, different organizations, and they would ask me to speak about my life, I said, oh, I'm a pretty good speaker too. Like I think I can I can present. I can, you know, not only inspire and impact people, but also move people to implementation. Like I really um, help them to embrace who they are and then just bring out that inner greatness in them. I get that all the time. The, the only downside to that I found is that sometimes when I am building and uplifting other people, I forget to do myself. <laughs> I forget to pour that. Yeah. Pour that back into myself. Welcome to the club. I think we all do that sometimes. <laughs> we all of their building other people up and we forget ourselves. Absolutely. It, it sounds a bit to me like you chose what you were going to do as much because it chose you. you know, it was kind of, it was there inside you. Let me tell you, one of my quotes is, is that, um, you know how people say, uh, follow your dreams or pursue your, pursue your dreams, pursue your purpose. Well, the purpose pursued me. <laughs> I did not pursue it because what, when I go back over my life at age three, four, 10, you know, different ages, I've been on stages speaking, doing parts, doing productions from church to, to school, to plays, to drama clubs, different things. And I was actually, or I am actually very, very good at it. So I think I got away from it when I, um, you know, I, I think I got away from my true purpose in life because after the divorce, I was, you know, like, okay, what am I, what am I going to do for money? How am I going to take care of me and my two children? And so the first thing I did was reach out to a known source where I knew I could get a paycheck every two weeks or whatnot. And not saying that that was bad because it all helped me to the point to where I am today. But, you know, that definitely was not my purpose. Now, was I good at, at what I did um, while I worked for the corporation? Absolutely. Why? Because, you know, I worked there from 1999 to 2016. So I had to have some value, <laughs> had to have some value to them. Right. But um. Yes, I uh, I absolutely think that the thing that you do well, that you do the best, a lot of times we overlook that and we go into these other fields or these, you know, choose this other career path, whether it's, you know, society pressure, societal pressure or parent parental pressure, uh, you know, or legacy. Well, our entire family have been lawyers, so I have to be a lawyer or be an educator or whatever. whatever. And if that's your true passion, follow it. But if it's not, you need to follow your true passion. So, yeah, it's just um, it's just one of those things where I truly believe in what I do. And even though I have struggled mornings, I have struggled minutes, I have struggled moments, I would not trade what I do for the world. Absolutely not. And that's really inspiring to hear because a lot of the people I speak to are almost addicted to the corporate salary, to the paycheck, to the benefits and those things. And although it's killing them inside, literally like a drug addiction, they hate their job, but they can't see that way to transition from employee to running their own business. And it doesn't matter whether that's uh, going to be a you know, a business with employees or whether you're just going to be a self-employed plumber. You know, I actually have a guy who had this big corporate job. He just wanted to be a plumber you know, mm -hmm. and, and he loves his life. It's never going to be a big wealthy business. It mm -hmm. pays his bills. He loves his life. It's really fascinating how we find ourselves trapped in these cages that we've built for ourselves. 
Yes, no one else did it. I, you know, and that's I think a pleasant surprise for others when they hear me about my platform because, again, it could be something like a reality wives where they think I'm bashing and I'm you know like really downing my ex, um, my ex husband. But it's, it's far from that. Like I'm actually, you know, I think when you come into your own and you define yourself, you are less, uh, you know, thinking about pointing the finger or blaming other people, you turn it around on yourself and you really, really figure out what you're not doing, what you haven't done, what you need to do, you know, more of, less of, and it, and you make it all about you as opposed to about other people. So, you know, once I took that, you know, that high road and was like, you know what, I can't blame my teacher, my mother, my sisters, my friends, my, you know, the job, I can't blame anybody but Angela, because I'm the only one that's in control of Angela and I'm the only one that can, you know, definitely make a change for the better. Absolutely. And it's interesting contrast with uh, Joel on last week's episode where he was talking about how on the face of it, he was saying, you know, it's got to be less about me and more about other people. You've just turned that on its head. (laughs) You're not saying it's all about you. You're saying the change has to start with you. That's right. And the attitude has to start with you, which absolutely mirrors what he was saying uh, in his situation. Uh, so listeners, if you if you are thinking, what is Stuart talking about? Go back and listen to uh, the Joel Horbaker episode, episode 13 uh, from last week. Uh, it's been really interesting because, of course, I hadn't planned uh, Joel and Angela. They didn't know each other, but they're That's both right. speaking about the same thing, that actually you have to do some internal work before you can make the move forwards. Oh, yeah. You have to do a lot of internal work and and it's never ending. Like I'm facing myself, battling myself, warring with myself every single day. It's not a day that goes by that I don't, you know, look at, at, at something that I've done that I can do better or something that I've you know, said or neglected or whatever, where I'm like, okay, I got to put that on my things of, of list to change or things of list to do, things of list to not do, <laughs> you know, so that I can continue to grow and to sow and to glow. And, um, you know, that's that's really important. I think people that forget about themselves and they're so into, you know, telling people what they need to do or pointing out the flaws and the insecurities and the inadequacies of other people, um, there's no there's no true room for growth there. If you ask me, it, you can't like, you know, because you're always looking at me and what's wrong with me. But when do you look at what's wrong with you? And so once I did that, once I actually started just picking myself apart, as opposed to, you know, when I was in a marriage trying to pick my ex apart, things that 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 he didn't do or I felt neglected in or whatever. Um, then I could actually see some things that I needed to change for myself. And it was just like, I'm just going to use the name of your podcast, The Great Escape. It's like I escaped myself. <laughs> like I was out of this box, I, you know, like the rabbit out of the hat. I was out of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just started, you know, really, really growing. And I started just being free. Let me tell you, one thing I've known, a lot of people say there's no, you know, like, like um, peace is priceless. Well, honey, let me tell you, freedom, true inner freedom is priceless as well. So being able to escape yourself, whoo, that's true liberation there. Well, and that's the whole thing about, you know, our history is the story of how we got to this point. Yes. It, it, it doesn't have to define what happens next. We, we get to choose that. And so many people 
you know, my history, my, my childhood was like this, so I ended up like that. My schooling was like this, so I ended up like that. Well, actually, right. you know, unless there's something seriously wrong with you, all of those things can be overcome if you really want to. And, you know, I've worked with uh, people in addiction. Well, you know, I've struggled with addiction myself. It's no secret. Until you actually get sick and tired of that person, you're not going to make that change. That's right. Yeah, because I know a lot of people in very grim situations and and they are like excelling, you know, they're exceeding, they're succeeding. And so, you know, you think about like you see these different motivational videos where people have no arms, no legs, but yet they're still swimming and they're doing, you know, they're doing different things. And you're like, how dare I as a person who has, you know, limbs and I have, you know, different um you know, just a, a, a more of a an advantage than they do. And they're like, I mean, they're killing it. So I just, uh, you know, once you stop that whole complaining and, and, you know, trying to not take responsibility for yourself or for your actions or, or hold yourself to a higher standard of elevation and accountability, it's like the sky, well, not the sky's the limit. I mean, the universe, the orbit, the planets. <laughs> That's, you know, is like limitless. It's all yours. Absolutely. Do you have a, a support network around you, close friends, that you're cheering you on? Absolutely. Um, I call them my uh, fabulous five. I call them my phenomenal five. I call them my fearless, my faithful, my favor, <laughs> favorable five. But yes, I have, you know, I did this, uh, this post, this motivational post, exhorting people make sure within your circle that you have links and not kinks you know kinks will trip you up and you know they're they're kind of designed to make you you know be in this negative state of mind but links will always connect you and you know where i'm kind of falling a little short or whatever that link is going to help pull me up and it's going to you know it's going to um set me on a good path but yes without my links and my supporters my endorsers Everybody that believes in me from not just family, but friends, I have colleagues, I have, um, you know, different um, organizations uh, that are behind my platform and, and, and what I do. It's just so important. I think people that feel that they are an island or that they don't need anybody, I really feel sad for them because I don't see how you can truly, truly succeed in life without people, without the support of people. Um, and I mean, good people, obviously, not those naysayers or those doubters, but, you know, those that are like actually right there with you. They're in the game with you, not necessarily on the sideline, because I don't look at my supporters or my endorsers as sideline. I really feel like they're in the game. Matter of fact, Stuart, I'm going to take it one step forward. I think those jokers, you know how that you wear the body cams, <laughs> the, the athletes have the body cams. Those are my supporters because they're looking and they're seeing different things as I'm actually in the game or I'm on the, the front line each and every day. And they're just so, um, you know, so amazing with whether it's sending me text messages, monetarily providing me with emotional and mental support, which that is truly, truly priceless. That's that's worth more than anything. You know, so, yes, I have an amazing support uh, group. I'm going to say shout out, kudos, hey, to all of those that support the story life of an ex-NFL wife slash Angela Marshall, because I know it's not an easy road. 
And I'm just very thankful for every last one that, you know, helped keep me in my lane. Yes, sir. I think that's a theme that's come through uh, many of the people I've spoken to is that sense of actually if you try and escape from whatever you're trying to escape from, if you're trying to do it alone, and certainly you know, with, with my breakdown, yes. it was being alone, even though I was surrounded by people all the time, yes. that, that broke me. Um, right. And, and you, you need that team of people around you who are going to exhort you, encourage you, hold you to account when you mm-hmm. screw up. That's um, right. But also picking the group of people you're hanging out with. Choose your friends wisely, but also not just the friends, but the other people you hang around with. Because if the five people you spend most time with smoke, you're going to smoke. If Absolutely. they're overweight, you're likely to be overweight. If they eat That's unhealthily, right. you're going to eat unhealthy. Yeah, so actually, if you look at the five people you spend your most time with, you're probably most of your behaviors will be the average of their behaviors. That's right. I agree. That's why, yeah, that circle has to be intact and it definitely has to be um you know as far as your values your morals all of that because i do you know while i believe i'm my own individual or i've been my own individual i've you know done some things from time to time that would um you know would deem me a leader i've also been a follower in a lot of areas too because of that you know i've gravitated to even though i didn't really like this or didn't really like that uh, because my whole clique or my whole crew was doing it or my crowd was doing it i did it too so yeah i agree with you um in that 100 you have to choose i think from relationships friendships and partnerships you know because there's a lot of things that i get invited to or i get um you know requests for i don't do because i'm like you i go i research i review their websites their you know um their missions their values and if it's something that i feel does not align with Angela Marshall, the person on my platform, the story and life of an ex NFL wife, I'm not going to do it. Bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, when I'm inviting people onto the podcast, one of the things I say in the email is we may not use this interview yeah. because we, we may have a wonderful conversation, but if it's not in line with what the podcast's doing, it, you know, it doesn't benefit either of us to go out there. Well, I'll tell you one thing that intrigued me with um, when I saw, you know, as far as like the great escape. And, it, and it's funny because I didn't even think about it from an entertainment, like magician wise. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I didn't. I promise you. When I saw, you know, the, the, the email about the Great Escape podcast show, I was like, you know what? I feel like that's exactly how I transformed. That's exactly what I did. I escaped myself, <laughs> you know? So it's not about the situations about, oh, okay, NFL life or societal pressures or this or that. Yeah, all of that is... Um, you know, that's that's a that was a factor, but a minimal factor, the the largest and the greatest factor that has always been a part of whether it's my downfall, my, um, you know, my disappointments, my discourage uh, being discouraged. Like, it was this this brain. It was me, just my inner self, just either telling myself I couldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. I wasn't valued. I wasn't worthy, you know, whatever. So I actually had to retrain my brain and I had to escape from all of those thoughts and just defeating and and draining, uh, you know, everything that that made me into this inner, I guess, invisible person to myself. But now it's like, okay, people, I feel like people see me because I see me. 
See, I didn't see me. I didn't see myself before because, again, you know, I had not escaped. So that's that's what resonated with me when I, uh, you know, read the email and saw um, information about your about your podcast. So kudos. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. And that's been a really interesting insight into the way you see the world. And it, it chimes beautifully with some of the recent episodes where we've looked a bit more at how people have had to deal with their internal demons before being able to get out and sort out kind of the external stuff. Um, and that's very much my journey as well, which I will talk about a bit more in future episodes. There are a few secrets we're going to keep. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll keep some of my skeletons too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as many people will know, one of the things I do is I take funerals for people. I, I do three to five funerals a week. And it's always lovely to hear about somebody's life when you're writing the eulogy for them, what they what their life was. And I am convinced that I am going to write mine and I'm going to give it to my children and say, here are guys, you know, when, when the time comes, this is what you need to say. Because there are a few skeletons that need to stay in a few closets. That's okay. I'm cool with that. Understood. Yes, sir. <laughs> Angela, you've been a great guest and really enthusiastic. And I love the energy that's coming off you. Of course, we'll put links to your uh, website in the show notes. And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please like it, share it, and encourage your friends, family, anybody else you can think of to subscribe to the podcast. If you'd like to get in touch you can reach me at Stuart L. Morris on Instagram and Twitter. Email Stuart at greatescapepodcast.com and access old episodes at www.greatescapepodcast.com. Talk to you next time.